We stand up. You're watching the brothers of Legacy. We don't stand out. We stand up. Sorry. Looped it. All right. Welcome to the Brothers of Legacy. Appreciate you guys for being here. Rocking with us, hanging with us. Another mental health Wednesday uh, in the building. All right. Right on time. Look up the name. We got left <laughs> in the building. Thomas to my left. I, I right. gotta laugh because you're like another mental health Wednesday, and Kaneem pops in you like right on time, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a mental health client. I thought that was too early. Time is early. Good morning, good morning, hey, brother. Morning, morning, morning. How you gentlemen feeling, man? Doing well, man. It is all good. In the words of the prophet James Brown, I feel good. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh, man. I felt, uh, I felt a little, a little uh, I guess, jovial this morning. The word of the day, jovial. I felt uh -oh. a little jovial okay. this morning. I was with your wallet, wallet bang bang all morning tonight. When I got yeah. the call. Hey, hey, Kaneem. Kaneem, did you see Noah yesterday? Did I say who, brother? Noah. Noah. Trevor Noah. Oh. <laughs> the, the, Noah, the ark. Noah and the ark. That's, you know. This, oh, no, 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 no. It's the second I, one. I, I think the, one. Last, the last biblical movie I saw was. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. It's fast. It's Moment is fast. Moment is fast. Okay. The, rain, rain reference. the rain reference. The rain reference. Reference. Noah. See, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I right. came out of the rain yesterday. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yesterday. I was out there in the street late, too. So I got a question. Is the word jovial supposed to be used outside of December? I'm just wondering, you know. It's, I thought that was a December word. <laughs> See, I was going to let him slide, you know, since, you know, it, 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 it's oh, so oh, yeah, oh, According oh, to Matt Jesus, it's jovial now. every day. It's jovial every day. Oh, we, we, okay. we had our past. Okay. All right. Jovial all time. <laughs> Just one all right, we got Brian McCory in the building. Um, and, of course, it's Wednesday. We got the genius, Matt Genius, in the building. Appreciate you being here. Uh, setting us straight, getting our minds right, helping us through this week. Um, so before we uh, jump into uh, our topic real quick, just let y'all know it is National Houseplant Appreciation Day. This, this oh, man, I need to be persecuted here. Uh -oh. <laughs> for a long time. I was, uh, uh, last night I walked in, I got this, this big old plant. It got elephant ears on it. Uh -huh. them big, long. Man, it, it, it looks sick. It looks like it might be in stage four. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of, uh, stage four. Yeah, it, it might. It might be ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think if, if if I don't get the kids to water it, it might be fertilized in about two weeks. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. Well, we're praying. We're praying. We're praying. Um. So before we started, I told uh, Larry about you know what day it is and he was telling me about uh the cactus he has in his house and it made me think about the time 
when we uh, saw a live cactus. Have you guys ever messed with a live cactus, like coming out of the ground, live cactus? Anybody? Which which cactus? kind of live cactus? Because there's multiple live cactus. And I messed oh, with this, all of them. But the one, yeah. the one that I, I unfortunately. Oh no! The little furry, I, one? The little furry like, one that you barely even nah, rub over, and you get stuck with the whole bunch of stuff. It was, I think, it, it was like it was coming out of a rock, right? Because we was just walking. It was coming out of the rock. It's not like the big joints. It was like, like coming out, and we cut some off and put them into a bag. You know, just very quickly. What part? What of we country? didn't realize just a little cactus knowledge here. What we didn't realize, cactus. Well, the ones that we picked up. The little spiky things begin to just fall off and they're very very fine and of course it went through the bag into our skin <laughs> oh. yeah and you don't no. know it though you don't really know it until you touch your skin and realize <laughs> you've been stuck a thousand times <laughs> and it was it was hard it was hard we, we had walked for a while i think aj my son was about he's about three or four because he was walking with us unfortunately so he had a few on him too, you know. Uh, yeah. So just a little cactus knowledge there. When he said that, I was like, mm, never again, never again. Cactus not, not is live, one of those things that un untamed cactus. <laughs> you usually look at the one that has the big old long pricks, prickly things on it. And you yes. think, oh, if I can avoid that or knock right. those off. It's right. those the ones that have the little, the ones that get in there and just irritants. And yes, they like, just. It's like it's like they just. <laughs> And you don't really know it till either your clothes touch your skin, you know, you're like, oh, and then you realize you got 10,000 <laughs> that you got to literally like pull out. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, it's wild. No, uh, you, you, you know what's, what's worse than them little small cactuses? What's that? If you, if you, if you accidentally get, get bombarded with some fiberglass insulation, oh, you, you done had a bad day. <laughs> the the, uh, the pink roll, the roll, of, the roll. Hey, roll hey you, you know really? pink powder. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Go ahead and, and, and roll up against some pink powder. Really? Okay. See how you feel. Uh, hey Sam, okay. how you doing, Sam? Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Sam. Hey, Larry. Why why do you have a cactus? Just a question. Like, is it is there a specific reason or? Well, so you know, my wife has been trying to do the whole decorating the uh, the the bathrooms. You know, we put we put shelving on the wall, and the shelves were were bare, so she would put some things on. So we went to the uh, to Home Depot and we picked the cactus because we both are horrible with keeping up with watering plants. Yeah, that's, right. that's what we got a perfect plan. We got a perfect so plan. We got two, she got two baby cacti. She got two baby cacti, right? The first she, she, ordered, she ordered some fake ones for the one bat for the powder room. Okay. They 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 flourish. They flourish. They like you good. <laughs> they flourish. They fake. They fake. Hey. So the, the ones in our bathroom, it was I, I it, we had two. I I also know that the other day I noticed I saw this leaves in the place of where one was so we now we don't have two we have one uh, well <laughs> but I, yeah I like, hey, yes, someone we, kills a cactus y'all don't need no plants i'm just <laughs> oh yeah we don't we don't <laughs> you know what thomas is all one today plants. thomas is like tell him why you nah. mad son <laughs> so, so, so i i've always wanted uh to 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 deal with a bonsai plant a bonsai tree right 
Like and Mr. Miyagi, mother, you want to clip it and cut it? That's yeah. Exactly, right? My mother-in-law got me a little starter one and everything. Okay. I, when I realized that I needed to water it more and more, it was too late. I was I was talking to it. I was like, please, please, please grow for me, please. Please, bro. I'm, I'm so sorry. Can you please, bro? I'm talking to you. Larry came back six weeks later. Was like, oh yeah, I got a plant. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I got a bonsai tree. Oh man. Oh man. I want to do it right one of these days. One of these days. Oh man. Oh. <sighs> All, right. All right. See, I do it all the time too, Jeff. When I was younger, I was a, I was an overwater king. Oh, I think we should water the plants today, Mom. Let's go water the plants. Yeah. Like, you stop doing that, please? Yeah. Over water. Over water. Over water. All right. Does anybody right. else have plants? Right. No? Everybody right. got See? an echo. Right. Echo. Echo. Yeah. I, I have many around. plants. You said you have many plants? I know my, I know my boy Reese got some plants. Too much trash. He be talking. I got six plants. <laughs> I have one, two, three, four, five. I have five plants in here in my office. Let's see. I got one, Be real two, or three, three, four, five, six. I got six plants. Real? Uh, snake, real. snake is not a plant. Yeah. That's not that's, a plant. That's a, that's a decoration. Decoration. See, it identifies as a plant. If it identifies as a plant, it's a plant. Right. Wow. It's, I mean, it's just the same as y'all calling a... Uh, what's that? A bean burger, a burger when it ain't a burger. It's just a bunch of beans together. There you go. <laughs> I was about to go with man answer. <laughs> Can a blow up doll be a, be a woman? Just saying. You so said, what's that? Can a blow up doll be a woman? Oh. Oh. Identify with our. My brain is operating just fine. Yeah, I'm still on the plant. I actually think I have about thirteen. I think I have about thirteen plants. Wow. And I can't trust anyone else to take care of them. Matt, they wasn't affected. I'm still affected, man. Can you hold me down? Because they, uh, I still, I'm still kerfuffle, I'm kerfuffle, still, I'm kerfuffle, <laughs> kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Right, you, 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 it's a bit of a kerfuffle here. All right. Uh, so today, thank you. <laughs> I'm transitioning. I got you, Kadeem. I got it, Kadeem. I got it. Yeah, right. clean it Wait up. a minute. Uh, there's more. You said, "Wait, <laughs> wait, there's more." Uh, <laughs> uh, we got Mr. Matt Genius in the building. We're gonna get to our topic because it's getting a little out of hand right now. All right. I don't want to cancel. Out of hand. I didn't heard some worse stuff on here. I'm just saying. It's National House Day. You are the first one. 
you the first one, Thomas, to talk about blow up dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just trying to make a point. That's coming, and that's coming from Kaneem. That's coming from Kaneem. So, you know, I just want you guys to understand there's a difference between stuff. You can't just be like, it's fake. It's a plant. It represents plants. a plant. No, no. I hear you trying to clean it up, dog. But it's like All right. Oh, man, I, mean, I, I did go to an extreme, man. but it made my point. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Your point was made. No, we're not really trying to see what you're saying. Well, thank you. That's all good, though. You that, know. That, that, Tom, Tom, like that needs to be on Brother Legacy after dog. Where I'm at, it's still at, uh, dark. 9 so, p.m. You know. Eastern Standard. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, Mr. Matt Genius. I, I, I think that's a great idea, man. Let's run that show tonight. Let's run that show I've been going. I've been going a week, and this is where this is where it goes. Like, what has happened? This is your fault. Hey, hey, Brian, 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 God, God, God bless us with some scriptures so we can get back on course. Right. See what happens. Uh, we are all uh, we got not out of control, Brian. Oh, not out of control, <laughs> and I can't wrangle it back. I can't. Yeah, we, we, uh, oh man, Thomas in the middle of his honeymoon, lusting about. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bring us on back, Brian. Bring us on back, brother. Bring us on back, Brian. I can't go any farther left. I gotta have. I need somebody a little more conservative on here. I can't have nobody going. Where we going? All right. Right, right. Look, a squirrel. <laughs> right, right. There we go. There we go. All right. Man, y'all got tears in my eyes. Welcome to the Brothers of Legacy. Make sure you are sharing. Sharing is caring. Uh, and let everybody know that we are on um, Tuesday through Friday at 9 a.m. So, today's topic are we dealing with collective trauma? I'm going to just put it into the hands of Matt, and, and he's going to have at it. We got some great what? things coming up. <laughs> I'm and, I'm, and I'm just I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave and I'm gonna listen. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna step into the audience. I'm just gonna step down off the stage. I'm gonna step into the audience. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you want, hey, wherever you want to start from, man. Just 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 throw it out there, brother. Oh man. So so now I, I gotta take over the show now. <laughs> you gotta take over. Here, let me uh hold on. Oh, what's man. what's the topic? I'm just shift you right here. Are we dealing with collective trauma? Take that spot right there. 
I'm, I'm so you said collective trauma. Yeah, we it was something I brought up last week, and yes, we were gonna kind of dive in a little bit this week. I kind of yeah, just dove right in. At least, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to you got you got to put some context behind that. All right, yeah. all right. All right. I, 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 let me sit on the couch for you, man. Let me sit on the couch for you. Guys. <laughs> I got you. Me, so, right. so check this out. So I was talking to my wife, right, and we was talking about uh, our parents. So her mom died, my mom died, her dad's still living, my dad died, right? So uh we were I, I got to I guess we both got to reminiscing about our moms and I was like, I don't know. I always talk about my mom, but I don't never talk about my dad as far as when I reminisce about memories. And then when I do talk about my dad, I always uh it's never in a positive light. It's always in a negative light. So every time I bring his name up, I always got to say something negative behind it. Mm. Now, I think that's a collection of all the stuff that I, that I was neglected about as a kid or as a young adult because I was in the impression that, you know, I had him on a pedestal as my dad. You know what I'm saying? He was Mr. Fun, Go Lucky. We cartoons, cereal, stuff like that. Just, you know, it was always fun times. But this was early on before I was a teenager. And then when I became a teenager, it was like when you, that's when you kind of had that molding stage where you started learning about uh, the beginnings of life. And the old man, where well, he picked the streets instead of picking his families. You, you feel where I'm going? So, me, I guess I had some resentment. Well, I know I got some resentment because I still can't stand thoughts when I think of him. So the resentment that I had is from him choosing the street rather than choosing me. And then I don't have no brothers or sisters. So it ain't like you had to spread that love around. It's just you had one kid and you couldn't even uh, make that a priority. You know what I'm saying? So I just thought I'd give myself an example of collective trauma. That's good. Okay. Any any thoughts around that, guys? Any? So uh, Rod had asked what collective trauma is, and collective trauma is like the the distress of a group of people that's wrapped around a certain event, and that a group of people can identify with that event. Um, and every time it's, you know, something like that's brought up, it impacts a group, um, group of people. That's my, my short answer of it, Matt. Is there a different answer you give? Oh, I'm all wrong here. No, 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 you can go with that No, you're good. You're good. No, I, I'm good. I appreciate no, you. No, you're good, Kaneem. Yeah, you're definitely we're going to dig into what you, what you talked about. Yeah, because what you, what you feel, uh, you're, you're not alone uh, when you right. think about the representation or the narrative around the representation of uh, black fathers to the black family, there is a collective trauma in that there are many people who would uh, connect with you in what you're feeling, right? right. So that is collective. Right. You just, you just giving your part, your contribution to the collective trauma. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, uh, for, for Kanine, and then we'll, we'll talk about the collective trauma <clears throat> specifically for you there's this uh, narrative of, of the black father that hasn't been corrected just yet in, in Western society. You know, like we, we talk about 
the black father outside of the context of a lot of the traumatic experience that the black man in America has been under, you know, and, and when I speak about this, it's never to justify the actions that our fathers and some fathers right now, even us as men on this platform of how we show up. It's not to justify, it's not to give us a pass, it's to put it in context so we can understand and empathize and then kind of build a bridge towards how we can help each other. When I hear the story of your dad, similar to my dad, similar to I think like what Pastor was saying, a lot of our dads, even those that were physically there may have been emotionally and mentally absent in our, absent right. in our lives to then create another form of trauma, you know, or another form of neglect. So <clears throat> when I hear your story, I think we have to put it in context, you know, like that story isn't fully told, right? Your dad has a story that needs to be told, but also his dad has a story that needs to be told. And to understand your dad, you have to understand his dad. And to fully understand his dad, you have to keep going backwards to find out collectively what have the men in your lineage been dealing with to show up in the lives of people they care about that way. People don't make these choices because they're bad people, right? I think it's easy for us to then consider throwing people away based on some of their actions later on in life or early on in life. You know, um, substance abuse may be one of them. You know, violence may be one of them. Drug, drug, drug sales may be one of them. And these things sometimes get spoken about out of context of what was going on around the time in their lives and their family and their community. So when we add all that together, it's not to say that it's justified, it's to say that, man, that makes so much sense that this person would show up that way based on what they were dealing with, based on what they have dealt with, based on what their parents provided for them and so forth, you know? So uh, like, for example, for me, when I look back at my youth where my dad was absent, I had to look back at his youth and found out some information that made me realize that, man, he, he needed a dad more than I did. His dad actually died when he was seven. So he didn't have a male figure to kind of help shape and guide him on what a man should be. So then it was his turn to show up in a man's life, in a young boy's life. He didn't know what he was doing for real. He just dialed it in best he, best he could, you know? And then that's excluding some of the social, economic, you know, uh, you know all these other issues, even political issues he was dealing with growing up in Haiti. And so add all of that to the plate, buddy's traumatized, you know, and trauma in short. This is what I'll say about trauma in short that, you know, kind of is not like a popular take, but trauma turned us into haters, turns us into haters. And the hate first starts with self-hate, meaning you devalue yourself enough to not see your worth that allows you to, to then attach to negative behaviors, you know, negative company, you know, people that don't necessarily see your value as well, communities that don't necessarily increase or produce value in you, you know, right. and then therefore it starts to rinse and repeat because that system is a part of what you think you know. You had the expression, man, that's all I know. Streets is all right. I know. Right. It's because we, we then have adopted this understanding that, well, that's it. And then, you know, start to formulate this idea of learn helplessness, meaning I'm not going to change, nothing's going to change, it's never going to be better. And so that type of mentality gets transferred over from generation to generation. And then for those who are aware, like yourself, you're the ones that's breaking this curse. You're the ones that's breaking this generational curse by looking back and healing yourself and healing them by looking at them and saying, man, what did my dad need? I wonder if I was his dad, how would I have treated him? You know, what did he need from me? You know, not like literally, but what would he have right. needed from me if I was in the place of his dad? You know, right. what could he have right. used 
to then become a better dad for me. You know, right. those are the things we need to think about and then become that person for the people that are around us currently so that we change the wave of what's going to happen in front of us rather than the focus is on what didn't happen for us in the past. It changes you internally because now your thoughts are more positive. And if your thoughts are positive, so will your emotions, you know, and if your emotions are positive, more likely than not, your actions will follow that same direction as well. You know, <clears throat> that's for the individual, the collective man, the collective, how we heal that is by having conversations about how the trauma impacted us. Sometimes we deal with trauma individually, but collectively when it impacts us, I think we get radio silence sometimes because we love to talk about the hurt, but not the healing. You know, we love to talk about all the drama, but not the process of recovery, the journey towards recovery. You know, that's what our attention is more geared towards. So when we talk about it, when we stay in it, we want to talk about, remember 9-11, you know, what about the healing process? <laughs> what about right. the people that are, that have healed, that have gone on and done some great things. We right. still want to talk about the trauma, but not the, you know, the, okay. the journey towards something greater. So we have to change that focus collectively, you know, as we talk right. about how do we heal? What does wellness look for our community after trauma? You know, how do we get back to those normalcies and then create some, some, some of the, uh, you know, the traditions, the, you know, the, the things that make sense for us to feel different after right. we've dealt with collective trauma. So I think, Two things. I, I hope I addressed you, Kaneen, and talked a little bit about the collective trauma. That's good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. feel like so I have to sit up on the couch now. One <laughs> of the things that, that how trauma is passed on, too, is the information we pass, kind of like what Matt was saying. You know, I, I know, like, my dad, the experiences he went through in his life and how he passed on different ways of handling those experiences for my life, even though some of those experiences weren't even around. But I was passed on the information such as, you know, you can't trust this group of people. They'll always do you this way. Or, you know, I used to fight a lot when I was younger because I was told, you know, if, you know, someone walks up on you um, and starts, you know, running their mouth, you don't say nothing. You just knock them out, you know, and and there's there's kind of different traumas that he's gone through in his life, you know, with with drinking, with experiences and everything else. And then we usually wrap those experiences in truth, our own personal truth, but spew it out as if it's a, a collective truth for everybody. That's good. That's good. That's a you know, the the what you mentioned about, you know, remembering, like you said, the hurt or the, the pain, but focusing on the healing or the ability to you know what was what has happened after how do we get through or past these um these traumatic moments um and if i mean look at us you know on the panel as far as just even having a discussion or having understanding and and perspective of what has happened and getting clarity um and realizing that you know the dad had had may not have been there but his dad wasn't there like he's learned you know like a learned behavior almost you know um and maybe not realizing either how to change it or whatever but i guess like how do you i guess my question is like how do you keep the story on the positive and not focus on the negative part of it the pain you know because pain is always easier to talk about as crazy as that sounds you know like it's easier to go to the darker place as opposed to 
speaking on the solution or, or what have we accomplished since then? Um, well, I, there, I think there's a difference between harboring negative feelings and reflection of experiences, right? right. Um, and, and as we evolve as a people, I think we are less sensitive. We are desensitized to someone's trauma and we have an increased sensitivity to our own. Uh, and when it comes to the, the, the subject of fatherhood, I think for us, it's it's difficult to get people to hear it. So you don't talk about it. Right. Because we want to rush to the healing. Okay. We come from a place okay. where you shake it off and you keep it moving for the most part. And you don't dwell on that stuff. Right. Uh, and then you deal with the consequences of having something eating away at you, but never able to deal with it. So it gets passed on. That behavior gets passed on to the next generation. Right. Uh, and I think it's important that we recognize the trauma. We recognize the pain um, and at the same time have a healthy balance between acknowledging the pain. This did happen and it was traumatic and it had an impact on me and how I think it had an impact on how my father thought and things that he put into me or didn't put into me. You know, I had to learn this uh, in my personal life that being raised without my father, not knowing my father at all. Um, I had five children and I look at my mom, I looked at my, my wife, my children. And I was like, man, I'm the only one here who never knew his father. Wow. Right. Right. And mm -hmm. so I was trying to help my, I've tried to help my family understand that we see life through a different lens. Right. Right. Uh, you've always had me. And I have been a provider for you right. your entire lives. I've, I'm not perfect, but I've been here and I've tried to do the best that I can. But I've been trying to not be my father. Right. Wow. Right. I had to learn to stop focusing on not being him and get comfortable being, being me. Right. Yeah. Right. And so my family dealt with years of me trying to not be him. And then right. we come to that realization and then try to get through the healing and explain to them why I was the way that I was before. Right. Right. So there's a lot that you, you can you can unpack there. There's a lot to talk about. But but these are the things that I think about. And I realize, you know, you only have a certain amount of time. You can only say so much because you have to remember that they have their own lives to to evolve and to develop and grow and all of those things. So right. uh, there's a lot of different dynamics that come with this because everybody's experience is different. True. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say both, Pastor. You know, the, the, the truth is you do have to have a space to, to process it. You know, you have to have that space. And I think one of the points you made is that we probably don't have enough spaces where we can process yeah. it. So collectively, like I said earlier, we, there has to be a coming together where we can talk about and process and let go of. Right. Of course, individually, there's work to be done. But I know for sure. If we were having a, you know, a conference on trauma, as far as just complaining about it, everybody would show up, <laughs> you know, like everybody Absolutely. has a story. Absolutely. Everybody has a story to talk about, you know, yeah. but the healing aspect of it is still kind of foreign to us because a part of it is acknowledging our hurt. Right. You know? that, the acknowledgement part is, is a healthy part. So for Kaneen, you, you're, you're halfway there. The acknowledgement is there. I think you're ready to process it. The process then brings you to a space of reconciliation. How do you want to move on from this feeling differently, right? And so in, in therapy with me, man, I give you that chance to talk about it 
and let it out. We can process it, talk about those pain points and to see how they correlate to you in the present. But the bulk, the, the bulk of our time together, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about how it's different for you, how it's better for you, how, how you can right. get to a healthier state. What would that look like for you, feel like for you? How would you show up in your day to day absence of the trauma? Right. Right. And so, of mm-hmm. course, we will have the time to focus on it. And then, A.D., you said, you know, our, our society kind of focus negatively. Man, you're correct. You know, right. is there a good news station? Is there a news station that only plays good news? Good news. <laughs> you know, the brother's right. legacy. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> the brother's a legacy. I think we yeah. took a turn this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so Just a little yeah. bit. One of the things I was I was talking about last week when it comes to this topic is you know the idea that a person I know that is from my hometown and I know him he's doing a lot of good things police pull the mouse car shattered his window pull the mouse car beat him broke his arm and like the collective trauma we see when it comes to brutality and police brutality and the re-triggering, the re-triggering, and also getting to a point where it just becomes numb. Like, you you know, the passion that you have behind it, you just get tired of seeing it over and over and then having to deal with people who say, well, get over it. Just get over it. That ain't, you know, what did he do? Versus actually holding the, you know, others accountable for their actions. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're trying to get over it and you're trying to move forward, the, the way you function is just going, you know, functioning with it. So I often say, you know, when um, when they were talking about um, a lot of the things during the pandemic of all the people that, you know, got beat and, uh, and killed and different other things, you know, there was a time where some people sat down with me and they were like, I'm sorry that you, you know, for all that you have to experience. And I'm like, you know, I don't think you truly understand this experience. And they're like, why? They're like, aren't you angry about this? I say, yeah, I'm angry, but I function with that anger every single day. It's like, it's a constant thing that I have to really work with throughout my life because of my experiences. And the re-triggering, the re you know, re- a lot of people can't handle it the way I handle it, which is, you know, like functioning. And, and knowing that this stuff goes on, but still functioning toward a greater good. Um, what would you say to people who are constantly re-triggered by certain traumas that are collectively there? Um, Good question, you know. man. Good question. Great example. I think what you're referring to is the individual's capacity. When we talk about right. collective, we, we're, we're assuming that the capacity for everyone is around the same when it's not. You know, So different people are impacted in different ways. Some people are more impacted than others based on you know their own individual experiences. And so I think one of the things we have to focus on is how to make sure. Okay, so, uh, Thomas got the shout outs. Uh, somebody, <laughs> it's, 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 how to make, it's how to make sure we are not, you know, just assuming that everyone is dealing with the same thing, you know, like everyone is, is traumatized based on those events. And, and, and it's an understanding based on your own capacity. You know what? When do I have to turn it off? When do I have to make my focus or, or parse my focus to make sure I'm getting a balanced uh, intake on this information? You know, so capacity has to be something that we understand for ourselves to know. And this is too much for me, you know. And so I remember 2017, 18 is when I shut down the, wow. the news, cycle. news cycle. It was really rampant. I'm like, I can't watch the news, man. Every morning, afternoon, you know, I can't do it because of what it was doing to me and how it allowed me to show up into the world 
almost expecting it. You know, it, pu right. it puts us in a state of hypervigilance based on the trauma. Trauma does that to you, where if you understand trauma, which is, you know, a part right. of post-traumatic post stress, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. What, 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 happened, what happens there is allow you to then live in the present, almost expecting what would occur right. to you to, to happen sometimes based on the level of when it's occurring and you intaking it. And so for me, I had to decide that I can't watch the news as much. I can't, you know, when I okay. see a page, you know, thing, some of that negative stuff I have to. And not staying in ignorance is choosing for my own mental and emotional what I can manage based on what I have to deal with on a daily basis. Imagine taking in that trauma and then having to interact with my kids or having to see a client afterwards and having to interact <laughs> with my wife. That collective trauma that we're experiencing is also transferable, you know, you know right. and it will come out in my tone. You know, I, I look even in the way I interact with different people. And so you have to monitor yourself and understand your capacity to then make a healthy decision to say, you know what, maybe I need to just fall back for a little bit, take care of my own mental and emotional wellness and then see how I can be impactful in another way. You know, you don't have to be for, for a lot of us. We don't have to be on the front line. We could be the water boy, you know, just right. hand out water at the, at the at the rallies or whatever. We could right. find ways to be effective. There's a lot of other ways you could donate to campaigns. There's a lot of ways to stay active. But I think sometimes what we've based on our society is repeat. I can't tell you how many times a news cycle just spend these stories over and over and over and over. And we're just intaking them, not knowing that it's causing us to show up into this world unhealthy. And so make the decision based on your own capacity. But like, but, um, everybody's not going to be ready for you to change lanes. You're right. When you talk about change, shifting gears and going another route, going another path, when everybody's used to you being in that certain path, be yeah. careful. Yeah. People love you for what you provide for them in a right. lot of cases. Misery when loves vision company. changes, emotion yeah, right. shifts. Right. Yeah. yeah. You got to be comfortable and confident when you're making it because remember, you're doing it for you. Right, right. It's for your survival. You can be better to your family, be better to your community. You can be more productive because you've made a decision to do something different. It's okay to shift lanes. Indeed. That's the word. Indeed. That's what I put that out there. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what were you about to say, Larry? I can't. That was a mic drop moment. <laughs> <laughs> Not only am I the president of the hair club for me. <laughs> so, but I guess I was going to say, you know, because first when, uh, when Matt was saying, like, the news, like, he'll just he'll cut off from the news. Isn't that, doesn't that um, lead to buildup? Like, that doesn't it, if, you, if, you're, if you're not addressing it or, or meeting what the issue, what's causing that trauma head on or talking about it, does it doesn't it build up and then and and at the end something you know you you have that you have that blow up moment you could but you also have to make sure when you understand your capacity it's not just what you take on it's how you as well you know like all of that has part of the awareness that you have about you I'm not just gonna stop watching it and then don't do anything to manage what I've already taken in yeah. I have to I have to then put in a practice to where I'm actually releasing as well. And that's different strokes for different folks. Like Pastor said, you can go to for a walk, you know, you, you can read a book, you know, you can listen to some music, you know, put on some eucalyptus, 
and the you know candles or whatever but do what you have to do to make sure that you're processing that stuff out you know talking about it with friends you know uh and then making sure that the emotions you experience are something that you can actually let out when we internalize it and keep it on the inside is when it festers and then manifests in different ways right yeah because like like so like I, I had a recent incident where it was I, I got to I was fed up moment and I was in this 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 uh this chat group I might get removed from it I I kind of I kind of like let it all out like you know I I got to the point where I, I use it um don't take it the wrong way but I was like a lot of people with these fluff community service projects that they do you know like oh I just packed bags like what how impactful was packing bags back backpacks. And, and what, what what change is going to really come out of that, or 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 a community service project where I just I sat in on a on a on a on a oh, oh Martin Luther King Day is coming up, everybody, and and one of the community service projects that I'm hearing about is sitting in the church and listening to speakers speak and commemorate the day, right? and, and okay, we, we and, and doing a remembrance. But what are what are you actually doing, right? So I I kind of. All that I kind of like blew up and and really like hey, you know we and I guess it, it was, it's my own it's my own trauma like you know all the issues that are going on in different communities and not seeing change done and it just led for me to like all right I came at them I, I, I <laughs> go ahead here's what I'll say this this is my piece of encouragement. For every sports fan that watches a football game, you see all those guys out there putting in work. They say the game is won in the trenches. Those linemen, those offensive linemen, those defensive linemen, and you got the, the running back, the wide receivers, you got the quarterback, you got the coaching staff and all of that. Um, and you feel like those people make the game possible. But when the commercial break happens, what you don't see are the people giving water to the players. Right. What you don't see are the uh, the medical personnel wrapping an ankle, you know, uh, going under the blue tent. And what I'll say is this. When we talk about a team effort, uh, I, I think that every role is important. Right. You know, you use the example of, of, of packing backpacks. OK, if they weren't packed, no one would have the supplies. Right. Uh, so right. I, I think we have to remember that every single role matters so that we don't walk around him mad at the janitor. You know what I mean? We, we have to, and, and for certain people, for some people, you know, packing that bag was all they could do. You know, uh, I may be, may be able to do more, but because I'm able to do more doesn't mean they haven't done their part. All right. Just a thought. Um. Indeed, indeed. Uh, sorry, got distracted with a couple of things going on. <laughs> so, it's all right. It's all right. I, I, let me add one more thing to for Larry too. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think Larry. Man, I think you know one of the things that I learned uh, just trying to make make sense of this world is that you know the change we desire is not far from us. You know, right? I think sometimes we look way too far outside of that change when the change is really with us. You know, so when you embody the change you want to see in this world, then you are always in safe and good company. You know, like we can't wait for, for others to create 
that space for change that we desire to happen. So if it's frustrating mm -hmm. for you, that means that there's a fire inside of you that needs to be quelled. What are you, you doing to create the change you do? You can't wait yeah. for others or your community or whoever to be that change agent for you, man. You got to get on it yourself and then recruit like-minded individuals. You know, six of us are right here, man. Let's go pack some bags. Let's, let's, let's do something. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Matt, you hit the nail on the head. A lot of times what we, we get frustrated with the trauma of things is we feel helpless. We feel like we can't do anything about the the things that we're experiencing or move beyond. A lot of times, you know, people try to keep, narrative keeps you in certain places at times. For example, if you go to AA, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, you know, and a lot of times we feel like the traumas that we experience when we were younger, that we can never move past them. And if we don't, if we don't honor them with our emotions and our feelings and our crying and everything else, then it really didn't, you know, we're not really supporting you know, like, okay, so for example, my, my parents got divorced when I was a kid and you hold on to that for the rest of your life. And it always is a, a point of contention in your life. A lot of times we got to learn how to move past that contention in our life and make it to a production in our life where we take the, the pain that we feel and the, the desires that we see and the need for a change and transformation and recognize that we are empowered to make some of those changes or we can be a part of the change we could find places that can give us that outlet that's right. positive in order to make the transformation and changes that we see um, or just be a part of helping someone else's uh, process you know it doesn't even have to be a a great big thing it could just be something where we begin to engage where um, we find the responsibility of life because i've learned i remember the experience i've been through and I know how I've been processing through this experience. And now I want other people to understand how to process through this experience. Those are some simple things that we can do to kind of move beyond the trauma aspect of it to the actual, um, hopefully helping others heal, not being a, a Superman or anything for other people, but just being a part of the process of healing. Right. Indeed. Indeed. The process of healing. Um, a lot to take in today guys so <laughs> we appreciate you guys being here you started um, it you said i started <laughs> wonderful <laughs> wonderful look how we transitioned look how we shifted that all right oh um, before we, before oh, we wait, get out of here there's more there's more right <laughs> before we get out of here oh uh, real quick uh larry what Yo. is our word for the day what is our word for the day oh the word for the day i almost pivoted we, we uh -huh. but, but I'm not going to put it. The word for the day is bum fuzzle. Bum fuzzle. Bum fuzzle. Spell it. B-U-M-F-U-Z-Z-L-E. Bum fuzzle. All right. All right. As always, I'm going to toss it towards Kani. <laughs> put it in the sentence, my brother. Ash, another one of them. You, them words I never used in a sentence. Perfuckle, perbuckle, bum puzzle. Would you spell it one more time for me, Larry? Wait, wait. All of us are in a state of a bum puzzle right now. Right. Yes. Spell it one more time for me, Larry. B u m f u z z l e. 
Oh, Z-Z-L-E. Okay, I thought yeah, I heard you yeah. with a B, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I was got it. Yeah, it's a, you had me bone puzzle. We're all in the bone puzzle right now. It, it refers to being confused, perplexed, or flustered to cause confusion. There you go. Bum puzzle. Use a perplexed. Bum puzzle. I'm going to try to use that with my wife and see how she would look at me. <laughs> <laughs> what you think about me? I know you ain't talking. Did you just say? <laughs> hey, I'm saying hey, before I got with my wife, my vocabulary was very small. Let me say that I was okay. I was okay. still using my South Houston, Texas slang. <laughs> well, it turned ebonics when I got here. Mickey picky this but, and Mickey picky that. I was that, using huh? that part. Here's a bonus word. Here's a bonus word. My brother. Who has the, the the English major? The, he gave me this. And I was gonna pivot to indomitable, 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 indomitable. I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't be dominated. That's, that's one word, Sean. Bum puzzles, one word. Yeah, bum puzzles, one word. Indomitable. Indomitable <laughs> sounds like indomitable. Can, you can't like, get can't me. Comprehend you that. Can't get me. I'm indomitable. Okay. I'm indomitable. Okay. What, okay. What is it, Larry? What's the death? What's the death? Someone who exhibits a quality of strength and resilience. Yeah. I mean, that's right. right. And I can't be dominated. Can't be dominated. <laughs> that's the BOL term. Indomitable. Indomitable. <laughs> I, oh. That's probably another word I never use. <laughs> Come on. No, that's a good one, man. You don't be like, I'm indomitable. What? Come on, what? son. You can't touch me. I'm indomitable. <laughs> I'll just, 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 just keep I'll just keep that. You can't <laughs> touch me, boy. He, he, he came up with that <laughs> word on the fly. I was like, what's the one of the words you be using? And he was like, indomitable. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Right. What kind of befuzzle vocabulary you got? All right. Exactly. Uh, listen, we we, 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 we from the same too. I don't got this vocabulary. I'm like, like, dude. Have a safe day, man. Enjoy, yes, sir. Be safe, get back yes, home. To your family, you hey, don't be indomitable we'll, we'll, today. We'll nope. Take up again. Uh, <laughs> don't be indomitable. Oh, okay. Be indomitable. Yeah, I guess that's what we should That's a good look, though. Be indomitable, bro. That's why we get in trouble, though. Being too indomitable. Y'all make sure you're following Matt Genius on all social media platforms. I put his link up there. Make sure you click it. Uh, if anything, the very smallest thing you can do, listen to his music and share it out. That's the smallest. That's free. You already got the app. You already got the right. Spotify, uh, Google Play, Apple Play, whatever whatever you listen to. You already got it. Let's go to Matt Genius. Check out his music. Love it. Like it. Or even if it's all right, say, listen, what you think of this? Just check it out. Just check it out. Just check it out. Or send it. I bet you if you say it's the worst thing I've ever heard, I bet you they'll listen to it. <laughs> right? Go towards the negative. <laughs> That's where we at this season. Go towards the negative. All right. It is. <laughs> Everybody focus on the negative. All right. So we appreciate you guys. Um, the link you put up is good. Okay, cool. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> I, was, uh, I had to read that. Make sure you didn't say it's bad. I, make sure I put the right link. So make sure you guys uh, definitely follow Matt. He comes on every Wednesday with us, Mental Health Wednesday. I appreciate him for sharing his time with us because he can be doing a bunch of things. He has 
his wonderful babies that needs his attention. He said, you know what? Hold up, babies. I'm on BOL. All right. So we appreciate him being here. So we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Um, yeah, I got, something for, I got something for Matt. Matt, you think we ready to talk about men and crying? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke about that, that before, I think. I think we we just, All right. I think, yeah, we've spoken about that before. We could bring but it back I, if, if necessary. Oh, yeah, we could already. We, we'll revisiting yeah. uh show. We go back. We go back. Are you it, crying? It was, it was, <laughs> crying in baseball? It was, the man, <laughs> it was the Man Tears episode. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, we got to also talk about what's cry worthy i'm just saying larry <laughs> what's good why why i I'm gotta joking. be qualified i, I seen the flowers growing i started crying <laughs> i was excited anyway gotta get out of here all right you guys yes, appreciate right, you y'all. thank you all right <laughs> we we're rolling out too thank you guys for rocking Thanks. with us another edition uh we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow uh on legal thursday we got Uh-oh. a lawyer coming back through uh, to talk about the law. So I got my guys preparing to, to have this conversation. Uh, again, we appreciate you guys for being here, rocking with us another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. If you or someone you love is having a mental health crisis, make sure you dial 988, dial 988. Um, and as always, as always, know that uh, we love you. Jesus loves you better. Stay safe. Make good choices. And we will see you in DAM. Peace out.